Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moram. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Camille Lee, who is the founder of an online circular t-shirt brand called Wearmout Tees, which is a Black-owned business. The company was created for two main reasons, to help keep t-shirts away from the landfill and instead circulating within the economy and to divert funding from fast fashion brands who are unethical in their business practices. All t-shirts are pre-loved and are screen printed with their original graphics. So before we get started with Camille, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. So welcome, Camille. Thank you so much for being here. It's such an honor to have a conversation with you. So let's dive right in. I would love for you to tell the audience who you are and how you got started on your sustainability journey. Hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is amazing. And I'm so happy to have this conversation with you because, as you know, the past couple of years, it's we may have lost that uh you know, hearing someone's voice and just interacting with others. So I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for Um, being here. Yeah. Yeah. So as mentioned, my name is Camille Lee and I run a pre-loved circular fashion t-shirt brand called Wear Out Tees. And my sustainability journey started, I would say a little bit in high school, a little bit in college, which is, as far as fashion goes, um, I used to work in retail, like a big chain retail store. And I friggin' loved it. Like I loved it. I loved seeing new clothes come in and I loved folding clothes and hanging (laughs) clothes and just being surrounded with clothes. I I never knew that I would actually... (laughs) end up doing this in the future. If you would have told my former self, Camille, you're going to run a, a a fashion, a clothing brand. I would have been like, mm, not <laughs> it. <laughs> but I would go to the thrift shops because I love that. I love thrift shopping. I think there's so much value to be had when you are purchasing clothes from thrift shops, op shops, resale shops, and things like that. And I would find a lot of times, and you may have experienced this too, Stephanie, like you see stuff at the thrift shops that is new with original tags. And it's, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, so it makes you wonder like <laughs> someone, you know what? I was watching a super old episode of uh, Project Runway last night, actually. And I used to freaking love that show. I would watch it and I would know how hard Um, how much time and effort went into designers designing clothes and to see someone's thought process end up at the thrift shop, never, never sold, never, you know, never making it into our economy. And still with the original tags, it's just like, oh man, what a waste. That sucks. You know, your, your hard earned work has ended here in its original quote unquote form. So I thought, you know what, there's got to be a better way. Like, how can we maybe slow down the, this process? How can we like continue to keep some of these things in circular fashion and just keep them in the economy so that it's not like a, oh, we designed it and then it goes straight to the thrift shop. Like that, that's insane. And I just thought, you know what? 
there's got to be a better way. What part in this whole process can I play? What part would I enjoy participating in? So that's how the thought process all began. (laughs) And could you maybe explain to the listeners like what exactly Wear Em Out Tees is? Like what what makes those t-shirts more original and how do you take old t-shirts and create, you know, upcycle them into better t-shirts? For sure. Yeah. So the inventory acquisition process is pretty fun. That's basically just me for now. I go into the local thrift shops and I find blank t-shirts and I make sure that they are in good condition. They would take a graphic well, you know, certain types of cotton. Um, It must involve some type of cotton. And I just look and I'm looking for shirts that I would love or I really find that someone else would love. And that's one of the one of the things I really liked about working in retail. Like, you know, sometimes it might be difficult shopping for ourselves, but we can shop for our mom or our sister or best friend really well. Like, oh, you would look so good in this. And so I get a little um, giddy, I guess you could say, (laughs) when I'm when I'm grabbing our inventory and quite the opposite of like anyone just, you know, starting up a t-shirt brand. I can't just order 10,000 t-shirts from some, you know, far away <laughs> country and have them delivered to my front doorsteps and and start the brand that way. It's a very slow process. So every shirt is hand selected, painstakingly selected by me, and that is how we end up with the inventory that we have. And because of that, that is how they end up being completely different. Like every single shirt is different because like I just mentioned before, like I can't just order a pallet, <laughs> a truckload full of t-shirts and and uh, have it delivered to my doorstep and still think that I'm doing something in the circular fashion world. That's quite the opposite. So that's what makes it unique. You know, every single shirt, whether they have the same graphic image printed on them, every single actual shirt is different. They're all one of a kind. And so what you're doing is you're taking thrifted t-shirts and then the print that is on the t-shirt, is it your original design? Um, Do you work with artists? Like how does that design now get onto the t-shirt? Yeah. So I actually work with a local artist and um, it's, it's really cool. I have a concept and I say, I want this one to be this. Um, I want some greenery or I want some, you know, there's a, there's a story behind each image that does make it to the front of the shirts. And I have no skills in that area. Like, (laughs) no, we all have our thing, right? Like, we all have our thing and that is not my thing. So I'm fortunate enough that I get to like see revision one, two, three, and, you know, and, and get it to the place where I think someone would really, really appreciate it and love it. I like the idea that you work with like a local artist to get like your concept out. I really, really like my husband owns, um, well, just sold his company and they work with local artists because he does printing on cans. So they work with some local artists that help to create the imagery for like, you know, the beer companies or like kombucha companies. So Mm, I really appreciate mm -hmm. that, you know, you're working with like a local artist that can, you know, put your 
like use their creative side so you can get out Mm -hmm. an image that you like. So I really, really enjoy that. I really like that about, about your t-shirts. And I, and I really love that you, you know, go, you go thrifting and you're looking, okay, this t-shirt, wow, that would look great on somebody. And with Mm -hmm. the image that I've created and, you know, you really are, it's really unique t-shirts. And that's what I, I really love about your brand is that each one is unique, might have the same design on it, but the t-shirt right. itself is like super right. unique. So, so I guess my yeah. question is like, how long does it take you? You know, you go thrifting, do you go <laughs> once a week thrifting? And you're like, today is thrifting day. I'm going to go to 15 thrift stores and find all my, oh my t-shirts. Gosh. Or is it like, I go every day? Like, what is your kind of your procedure to find those t-shirts? Do you also have like friends and family that might have t-shirts and you take donations as well? Like, what does that look like when it comes to finding the t-shirts? So um, you may or may not know this, but I recently relocated from the Chicagoland area into the Dallas, Texas area. And so what I would do previously is I have a, like a circuit, right? So I hit this one, this one, this one, this one, (laughs) and kind of do a circular trip that brings me back home at the end of it. And I don't like going with others. I mean, I can. And I know that's like a big, like, of course you want to go shopping with your friends, but I'm using now the business side of my brain. So I need some sort of like blinders on concentration when I'm going thrifting. And it may take several trips and it takes quite a long time. There's quite a lot of time and effort put into finding shirts that are um, good enough. So, you know, good enough to make it into our, our inventory. And honestly, Stephanie, I might go to one, one place and I'll pick up, I'll walk out with three shirts. I'll, I'll walk out with three shirts, people. (laughs) So I can't just grab every single shirt off the rack because again, they're all unique. And we're, we're talking about thrifting right here instead of like going to a big box, you know, fast fashion brand and, and doing that. So I might walk out with three that are good enough. And so I go to the next stop and I might walk out with four that are good enough. So imagine, you know, just trying to get the inventory up to 50 or up to 75 or a hundred, it takes quite a long time. So as far as your question about, do I take donations? I haven't yet. No one's offered, uh, one person offered to do that, but um, it's not something that's common for the business. No, I was just wondering because sometimes, you know, people, you know, do their spring cleaning, they do their fall cleaning and they have all these mm-hmm. t-shirts and they mm-hmm. either end up in a landfill somewhere or they mm-hmm. donate them to a thrift store or they donate them mm-hmm. to a nonprofit. So I was just wondering if right. that was ever going to be part of your business model where, hey, like you don't have to necessarily like drive all over, like go all over the country to find them. But right. I was just right. curious if like, say you had families or friends going, Hey, I have like a white t-shirt that's in good condition. It might fit into what you need. I was just curious if that was something yeah. that was part of what you did. You know what? I would never, I don't think I would ever turn, turn that offer away right. because I kind of know what happens if it goes to the thrift shop, the chances of it being picked up by someone else within the time frame that they like to turn around their inventory too, I would never turn it down. So if there are shirts that are in good condition, we can definitely, you know, find some, some way to work that out. That's great. And so we're talking about t-shirts and how you wanted to kind of use old thrifted t-shirts and make them new again with your Mm prints. So I'd love to talk about how, 
the decisions we make as consumers affect more than just us, right? So uh-huh. um, I could talk about fast fashion all day, every day, <laughs> but oh, I would yeah. love to just have that conversation. Like, what are your thoughts about like the decisions as consumers we make are, affect just more than us, right? And I would love to just kind of talk about that and how we can use our power of decision-making for the greater good and we can make better choices. Absolutely. So one of my favorite freedoms as a citizen of, you know, North America, the U.S., is the freedom to choose, the freedom to choose. And we wake up every morning and we can make a decision. Am I going to have a donut for breakfast or (laughs) am I going to have, you know, a green smoothie? You know, like we have the power to make a better choice. It may not be the most pristine, you know, perfect choice, but we have the ability to make a better choice. And so I've just, <laughs> if, if we can talk about the, the huge and the, the very big goal I have, it would just be to completely divert all funds out of fast fashion brands as far as, it, as, far as graphic tees go and bring them into the whereabout tees fold. Because we have the power, we have the power to to choose and to drive down the demand for fast fashion. We have the power to drive down the demand for unhealthy choices or not as healthy choices. So we really have this amazing freedom to do this on an individual level. So it's it's something that feels amazing. You know, when you go grocery shopping and you put all green veggies or you put all zero (laughs) or low waste (laughs) items on the conveyor belt, like, come on, you feel like a boss. (laughs) You have to say like, you feel like a boss. It's a, it's a boss feeling (laughs) like, yeah, I'm getting healthy today. Or, you know, yeah, I made a better decision. Instead of going here, I went here. Instead of choosing that, I chose that intentionally. So, yes. Yeah. And I agree. It's making that choice. You know, sometimes people are going to buy fast fashion because that's just where they're at right now. But Mm -hmm. if they do make that choice to buy a fast fashion t-shirt or a fast fashion item, it's Mm -hmm. use that item as long as you possibly can, not Mm -hmm. have it a trend, right? Like, oh, I bought this really cool shirt that I'm going to wear for six months because it was trendy. Mm -hmm. Now it's not trendy and I'm either trashing it or going to a thrift store. It's to use that item as long as you can. And if you are in a position to afford ethical and sustainable brands, then slowly start to make those choices. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to touch on, you know, we talk about like the decisions we make. So going beyond just the decision, like how does it affect other people? You know what I mean? Like, so someone buys something in fast fashion, like if you buy something fast fashion, like a t-shirt, okay, I got a $5 t-shirt. That's great. I, I, (laughs) it was cheap, but yeah, what does that t-shirt actually represent, you know, from an ethical standpoint, from a sustainable standpoint? Can you maybe just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I used to be one of those people, those people who were like, yeah, $5 this or, you know, $8 that. I'm, I think we've all you know, I have a, yeah, we, we're like, okay, well, we were all, first of all, teenagers. And then we were all in our twenties at some point. <laughs> and so we kind of fell into this loop of, oh, I can't wear that today because I wore it on Tuesday. And so-and-so already saw me wearing it. And I think if I could just touch a little bit on like a, a, a minimalist point of view of no one's paying attention to what the heck you're wearing. 
no one is paying attention. Everyone is so self-absorbed into what it is they're doing, how they're trying to move their own lives forward and just, you know, no one's paying attention. So it's just easy. It's easy to make a decision to say this versus that and a $5 t-shirt. It's great. However, it's also horrible because certain very large brands are basically using enslaved women of color and men of color, just men and women in general, in actually constructing the clothing, not in the U.S., well, partly in the U.S., but mostly for other nations that they are sewing per piece and they're getting paid per piece. And what they're getting paid is pennies, pennies to the to the dollar. And the majority of instances, how can you live on that? You, The answer is you cannot. You cannot afford to pay for a daycare for your child. You cannot afford to pay for groceries and just the most basic human needs that we have. And I think there's such a huge block or gap in between the output and the input. So the output is, whoa, I bought a $5 t-shirt. But what we don't realize as people who shop, (laughs) people who buy things, is that what did it take in order to get to that $5 t-shirt? Like who is paying for this in the end? And unfortunately, a lot of people are paying for this in the end. Yeah. And I agree. It's like people, like you said, yeah, yeah, I got the $5 t-shirt, but right. there has to be profit for the company somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone has to make it. They have uh-huh. to buy the materials. Like there's just all these layers that I don't think people realize is like that $5 right. t-shirt. Like someone would, might've been paid $1 to make that t-shirt. You know, uh, I don't know less. how, I'm not going to say the exact amount because I don't know the exact, but like, yeah. Yeah. that big corporation has to make a profit. That's mm-hmm. what their bottom line is, make a profit. So a mm-hmm. lot of these big companies, you know, they're exploiting workers in other countries. And yep. then these people who are making these t-shirts are not even making a living wage, like you mm-hmm. said, you know? So it's just, I think it's just educating people. You know what I mean? Like yep. what yep. Is, what goes behind a fast fashion brand? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just be more mindful of your choices, you know? Like we're not going to all change overnight. You know, I didn't, right. I, I, you know, I've been living this lifestyle for about 12 years, but before that I shopped at all the big name Browns, bought all the stuff, mm-hmm. wanted all the deals, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm like, Hey, I might be saving money, but at the expense of somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and I just, that's when I just realized, you know, and like you and many other people that, Hey, I can make better choices. Oh yeah. I can make better choices when it comes to my consumption. So I love that you've created this brand where you're diverting t-shirts that someone may or may not buy and then Mm -hmm. literally upcycling them into something better. So people now have these really great t-shirts and unique t-shirts. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. It's, it's a very cool feeling to know that you own (laughs) one like no other, you know, that's what, that's what the art industry is about. It's, um, we have one Mona Lisa, we have one, you know, one piece of amazing art 
And just to know that like I have this one and no one has this one in the world. No one has this exact same t-shirt. And that's kind of fun. That's kind of cool. So and and on the topic of, you know, we're talking about sustainability, I would love for you to share with the audience. I know we talk, we, you know, we're obviously touching on fast fashion and consumption, mm-hmm. but if somebody is like new to sustainability or even just like getting like getting started, like what do you think that an everyday person can do to make a difference when it comes to living more green, living more eco-friendly and sustainable? The old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult, hellbent on chaos, and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all. A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair, and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. Yeah, I mean, for all your listeners, they know about your life. <laughs> At least they know about your your values and your, you know, you really put the the ideas out there and just the options like you can make a better choice. You know, and if you're so torn about this versus that, make the better choice. And if you're not in a place where you're able to make a better choice, okay, maybe you just need some time. So don't choose at all. Make no decision. Right. And, it, and you know, and, yeah, and I agree. And it's, you know, it's that consumption thing. And I was talking to somebody else this week. And one thing that I just notice a lot is people go to Pinterest and they go to Instagram and they see mm. like this eco perfection and to really be sustainable and to be eco-friendly is actually, it's not perfection. It's your house isn't going to look like Pinterest right? because you have to right. consume so much to get it to look like, <laughs> like, you know what I right. mean? Like, if you want jars, use the jars you already have, mm-hmm. you know, if, <laughs> if you want a t-shirt and you want it for a Halloween costume, don't, you don't have to go and buy a new one. Yeah. Go, go thrift it, you know? So it's to make <laughs> go like thrifting, go through swap. Yeah. There's yep. a couple of different options. Yeah. When you're it, right. And, and when it comes to like, say fashion for you, so thrifting is an option, right? Like what are other mm-hmm. places, you know, if somebody is like, you know, I don't want to buy new all the time. I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. looking for secondhand. What are some, some places that, that, you know, maybe um, people can go to that. You say, yeah, it's a really great place to to thrift. It could be online. I know Facebook Marketplace is where I hang out a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, I love that place. I am looking at patio furniture right now. <laughs> well, not right now, but like, <laughs> just yes, yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking for graphic tees, come my way. But <laughs> of course, there of course. are there there are a lot of options. You can swap. There are events for swapping. People bring their things that they love, but they just, for whatever reason, it's not their style. They no longer fit into it. They only wore it once for a special occasion. They don't see themselves wearing it again. There are swap events. I've not yet been to one, but I can't wait to go to one. So you can do it that way. You can hold a swap 
party yourself with all your friends. Like just get right. all your girlfriends together, you know, put out some apps and and have a, you know, a swapping social. Just get together and, and connect that way. There are also online platforms um, and online um, retailers as well that um, offer pre-loved clothes, everything from blazers down to belt buckles, you know, everything, soup to nuts. So there are plenty of options. Yeah. And I love the swapping thing because it could even be like you go through your closet for spring cleaning and you see a couple of Mm -hmm. things, you know, you could even just call up your your friends and be like, Hey, I have like a couple of pieces of clothing. I'm just not wearing anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you like them next time you come over, you can look at them. And if you don't like them, then that's okay too. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It can even be as simple as that. And I also wanted to mention, like, I know a lot of people often say like, well, I like, like, don't name names, don't name names, (laughs) high level (laughs) brands, right? Like I want the, 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 the bigger brands, right. That are, you know, I want the Mm -hmm. Gucci, I want the Chanel and I want all those things. It's like, you can still do that and be sustainable. Right. Yeah. And spend a lot less money. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so if you are the type of person that you're like, I want, you know, those big name brands, you can go get, I've been just looking for sunglasses on Poshmark and Mm. they're like a third of the price in really good condition. And you can find those things. So if you're someone that's like, I want those big name brands, you can find them Mm -hmm. almost pretty much new (laughs) for a third of the price. So you can still live sustainably and get brands that you want. And I think people forget that. I think they think, oh, I'm going thrifting. I'm going to get like crap. Yeah. I'm going to get like a (laughs) brand that's going to fall apart in five minutes. It's like, no, you can actually get some really good stuff. And the second thing I want to mention is you mentioned a couple of minutes ago that some people wear stuff once for an event. You can't Mm -hmm. discount renting. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If you have an event and you need yes. a really nice dress or suit and mm-hmm. you know you're going to wear it once, rent it. You're going to save money. That's right. And That's other people right. will also wear it. So I actually, before the before I was, wasn't traveling, when I was traveling a lot more, I went to a couple of events and mm-hmm. I found out some, found some rental places. And when I landed... <laughs> I went directly to the rental place. I had an appointment already set up. I went for an hour, found the dress I needed, wore it to my event, and then brought it back. And I didn't have to bring it on the plane. I didn't have to clean it. And there were dresses that I would never wear again. (laughs) They were super fancy, like really nice dresses. And it just, Mm -hmm. I saved money. And I also didn't go to the store and buy something new for the sake of buying something new. And then- to just have it sit in your closet for all of eternity. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly that. So there's just so many ways that we can still get really nice stuff and mm-hmm. save money. And I think that's a misconception when people talk about sustainability or green living or eco-friendliness is that it has to be expensive. And I feel like it's the opposite. It doesn't have yeah. to be expensive. It doesn't right. have to, right? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We all we all have, you know, prom dresses, bridesmaid dresses. <laughs> it's just like, what exactly does one do with those after the event has taken place? So, mm-hmm. yeah, a hundred percent of what you said, rent it, 
find a place, rent it or borrow your friends or borrow your, your moms or your sisters or your cousins borrow. And it comes back to what you said when people don't notice, <laughs> like, right. The last two years, I'm going to be honest. I've been wearing the same, like three pairs of leggings for the last two years. Well, you, you and everybody Insta- else. So, and like, if you go on my Instagram, you'll probably notice it's like the four same sweaters <laughs> that are in like every one of my reels. And I'm like, uh-huh. I just circulate and- through them because I'm like, I don't really care if you notice I'm wearing the right. same. <laughs> I'm wearing the right. same purple Patagonia sweater, my organic one. I'm wearing mm-hmm. this gray sweater and also an organic sweater I bought. And then mm-hmm. this other black sweater and I have a couple of others and I just keep wearing them. And I'm like, if anyone cares, then they're definitely in the wrong spot. <laughs> right. Right. They're yeah. hanging out um, in the wrong part of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I think that's a mindset thing too. Like, mm-hmm. I think the quote is something like your clothes are the most or the, are the least most interesting thing about you as a person, the least what's most important is you as a person, your personality, your characteristics, your, your excitement of just about living life in general and living, you know, the best life possible. So, you know, your clothes are the least most important. And I think a lot of this comes from, you know, the, all the the fashion influencers where they're mm-hmm. constantly um, promoting this overconsumption and that mm-hmm. they're constantly wearing different outfits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it comes from a lot of the time. Or like you mentioned before that, you know, when you're in high school or in college, like, oh, I can't wear that. I just wore that yesterday. And I think people are starting to be le- realize it doesn't matter if we wear the same shirt 20 times in a row. Like, right. You know, right. if I wash it, you know, or right. it doesn't matter if I'm wearing the same leggings, like it really, truly doesn't matter. And Absolutely. the people that care, they're not <laughs> my people. <laughs> the people who care, Lord, they, they need fulfillment in other areas of their lives. <laughs> right. And it's a change. And I think social media now is really starting to flip that switch of, you know, use mm-hmm. Instagram, like, you know, five years ago, or even three years ago was very like aesthetics, right? Like everything right. needs to look perfect, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. And now there's this like evolution happening where no, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You can wear the same thing over and over again. And I think it's, it's changing. And I think that's what we need when it comes even to sustainability. Like you don't have to have the Pinterest perfect kitchen with all the matching mason jars and perfect mm-hmm. lids and perfect this it's like no you can just like i mentioned before use the jars you already have and i think instagram uh-huh. is now starting a lot of sustainability people and green living that advocate for these things are really starting to push push that like it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. perfect right right and even non sustainability people even you know, teaching about social media is like, this doesn't need to be perfect. Just get the content out, get your message out. And that's the most important thing. Who cares if you're wearing the same sweater and shirt, just get your message out. Right. Right. And I think that's what's starting to change on social media. And that's amazing because I am guilty. Like I look at Pinterest and I'm like, look at that pantry. And then you look at your pantry (laughs) and then you look at your pantry and they're like, this doesn't look like that. But I think we, you and I have had this um, conversation on Instagram at some point. I'm like, um, I definitely have had this conversation with someone else. I'm like, 
I buy this uh, salsa that I really like because I love the jar. Now, am I just buying salsa just to get the jar? No, we eat chips and salsa over here. Okay. So, and I'm just not that, I'm not that at that point in my life where I'm making my own salsa. Not yet. So, you know, do I choose the one where I like the jar the best? Okay. Yeah, I do. But you know, that's, again, my choice and my prerogative. I'm not just fine for the jar, dumping the product out that's on the inside of it and using the jar. That makes no sense. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, you know, I, for a long time, I was buying a certain spaghetti sauce. Now we make, we, I make our own spaghetti sauce, but for a long mm. time we had all these jars and they're really nice Mason jars. And now they're just mm-hmm. our smoothie cups, our yeah, um, water glasses, and they're, they're nice Mason jars. Mm-hmm. So there's just, you know, we could talk about reusing glass jars probably for an hour, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, and I just, you know, at the end of the day, I think the message you're trying to convey is the same one as, as me. It's just like, it doesn't have to cost money, a ton of money to live green. Um, right. And use what you have. Yeah. And use what you have. And I think that's like the main message is like, use what you have when it comes to sustainability, that's like the most sustainable thing that you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. So hundred percent agree. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say hundred um, percent agree. You were talking about, you know, wearing your leggings and wearing your hoodies. And I think that's the entire world in the past two years. Seriously. Like you get up, you throw, you know what, this is comfortable. I'm going to wear it again and wear it until it basically falls apart. And that's how the name of our company came together. Wear them out, wear them, wear them, wear them out, wear them until they fall apart. And then we can think about downcycling and other alternatives. Oh, a hundred percent agree with that. hundred percent. That's when like at the very beginning of this conversation, if you do buy fast fashion, because that's where you at, mm-hmm. that's where you're at, then it's, wear it until it's no longer wearable. And that will be also sustainable because you're not buying a new shirt every five, like every five minutes, you know? So I I love that message. Um, Before we close up, I would love for you to let everybody know where they can find you on social media and like what your website is so people can find you. Sure, absolutely. So our website is wearemouttees.com. And so that's W E A R. E-M-O-U-T-T-E-E-S.com. And then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under the same name, Wear Em Out Tees. And I just started a TikTok, but look, <laughs> the, that's going to take some time to build because I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but, but if you really want to get, you know, quick responses, Instagram, Instagram is the go-to place. Awesome. So thank you so much for being on with us. So if you want to stay connected with me on Instagram, you can go to the Green Junkie Podcast and don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie Podcast on the platform you're listening on. If you're curious about zero waste living, sustainable fashion, or wondering how to read food cleaning and product labels, I've totally got you covered. For direct access to me, your green living expert, click the link in my show notes where you can ask me questions and get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life. Hop on a one-on-one call with me or ask any questions via email. I will be your personal green Google and you can pick my brain. Thank you, Camille, for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Green Junkie.